Trier, he's been hot. Three-pointer is up. Trier, no! And the ball is loose, and it is Xavier. Bernard comes away with it. Clock ticks, and that's it! Xavier has upset Arizona! Kunkel's got it for the win! Starting his dribble, he moves in, he pops up, he shoots, scores! Lenny Brown! Xavier wins it! The Muskies win it! 71-69! And this the UC Bearcats are number one in the country, number two in their own city! 71-69, Lenny Brown on a dribble drive from the left wing, buried it inside the free throw line. Muskies win it, 71-69 over UC. Hi, and welcome in, everybody, as we welcome you back into the Musketeer Insider this week. Alongside, I'm John Baldridge, as we got a lot to get to on the program this afternoon as we'll dive into, it won't be 1996, Lenny Brown knocking off the number one UC Bearcats, but Xavier did knock off the UC Bearcats that were undefeated on Saturday. We'll look at that. We'll also look at Xavier's last non-conference game coming up before they dive into conference play starting next week in Big East play. We'll also take a look at Xavier Baseball as they release their 2024 schedule under head coach Billy O'Connor. And we'll also look at the new women's soccer coach, or who will be the new women's soccer coach for Xavier Women's Soccer as a departure there. We'll take a look at that over the next 30 minutes or so as we got you this afternoon. Hope everybody's having a good holiday season, getting their last-minute shopping in. And I know the school year is wrapping up here at Xavier, and everybody have safe travels making their way back home, and it's a precious time of the year. Hope everybody enjoys it, and we're glad to have you here this afternoon. As a lot to get to on the program, we're going to start, as we always do, as this podcast is presented by the Xavier Newswire. But we're going to start, as we always do, with Xavier men's basketball as the Musketeers, as I mentioned, come off a big win after losing three in a row. Had a six-game homestand. They still have one game left on that homestand. But the fifth game was the one that attracted most people in this tri-state area between UC and Xavier in the Crosstown shootout. Xavier had lost their last three, losing 78-76 to Oakland. 66-60, giving a good game to Houston. You think they're getting better. They went down in that ball game 16-2 to start in the first four minutes. Were able to fight back into it. Played a very good second half, but it was just not enough against the number one team in the country in the Houston Cougars. Meanwhile, they welcomed Delaware and the Blue Hens into the Centos Center last Monday where the Musketeers really struggled. It was a great game for Quincy Oliveri. 34 points for the grad student. But Xavier, meanwhile, the defense was not very good. Sean Miller talked about a lack of leadership in the postgame comments after that game. Nobody really stepped up. And he had questions. Losing by seven to a Delaware team that Xavier is expected to beat in a, in a bye game, basically. And Xavier, with the loss there, dropped under 500 to 4-5 and five on the season. You had your questions about, do they have any leadership? The guys that are expected to be the leaders haven't been here very long. And you wondered, and you get ready for the biggest game on the schedule against UC in a rivalry game. And he had questions against a UC team that came in here undefeated, has a lot of size, one guy 7'1", one guy 7 foot, brings back Victor Locken, one of their best players, and they have a very talented roster under Wes Miller, as people thought over there, coming into the Crosstown shootout. 
and Xavier played an incredible first half. A Xavier team that shot the ball very well from the three-point arc, leading that first half to the break, 35-27. And Xavier struggled, though, coming out of the halftime tunnel, giving up the first eight points in that ball game, letting UC cut it to a two-point game. But Xavier was able to fight back, hang in there, and win the game by five, 84-79. They, they did get outscored in the second half, 52-49, but Xavier shot the ball very well, and it was a very good game for the two grad students in Quincy Oliveri again, who had 34, as I mentioned, in the game against Delaware. He added 27 for Xavier in his 36 minutes of play. And Davion McKnight, who has struggled this year to really find his groove here in a Xavier Musketeer uniform, played 39 of 40 minutes and added 20 points for Xavier. The two grad students played very strong and they needed it. They needed leadership. As John Miller talked about that after the loss against Delaware, he didn't say there was no leaders on this team. He talked about how we need to have somebody step up and those two guys really stepped up strong against UC in the win on Saturday. You look at some of the other totals from that ball game. Desmond Claude, 30 minutes, who's the only sophomore on this team, the only guy back who played in the Crosstown shootout last year. He had 11 points in the ball game, played very well for the Musketeers. Shot 5 of 15 from the field and added to some totals for the Musketeers. Abdu Uzman, another leader, as Sean Miller talked about in the comments after the win on Saturday. We'll play those in a minute for you. He had 24 minutes, 10 points for Uzman inside for Xavier. Also, Lazar Djokovic got the start for Xavier, 20 minutes, added 2 points. Meanwhile, off the bench, Siani with 7, Dalen Swain with 4, and Nowinski had 3 for the Musketeers. The Musketeers in that ball game, as we mentioned, shot the ball very well. They shot 41% from the field, 27 for 69, but it shot very well compared to UC's three-point percentage, 47% from the three-point arc, 8 for 17 to UC's only 21%, shooting 5 for 23. Meanwhile, for UC, they were led by John Newman, who had 18 points in 30 minutes. Victor Locken, who had a very good game a year ago over at Fifth Third Arena against Xavier. He had 17 for UC in that ball game in 30 minutes. And Day-Day Thompson, who had a very good game as one of the guards on that team for the Bearcats, 15 points in 18 minutes of action. But when we talk about Sean Miller, he talked about, you know, getting the crowd back in there. So the crowd was making their way out early against the loss against Delaware, losing by seven, really struggled in that second half, couldn't get anything really going besides what we saw from Quincy Oliveri. And to have the crowd back in there in that rivalry matchup was a big thing for Xavier, finding their leadership, finding the four guys who Sean Miller really spoke highly of in this ballgame, Quincy Oliveri, Davion McKnight, Desmond Claude, and Abdu Uzman, who really stepped up as leaders in this ballgame, three of them coming over here as grad students, and then the guy who only saw minutes last year against UC, Desmond Claude, and one of the only returning players who saw any action last year. He had a very good game for Xavier, and I want to play those comments now from the head coach of the Musketeers after the win, getting to 5-5 five and five on the season and get ready for a game coming up on Saturday. We'll dive into that in a moment. But here's Sean Miller's comments after the win on Saturday. Coach, you talked about the, uh, the confidence problem. So what does this win do for you? Not from just a confidence standpoint, but you were able to do some things that over this homestand you've been emphasizing, you know, 
set the tone defensively in the first half and kind of withstand that UC push in the second half. So a lot of positives to take away from it. No, for sure. Um, you know, I credit our players. You know, it, it's not easy to lose. Um, and, you know, you're in a week leading to the Crosstown shootout and things don't go well. You know, we, we could have limped around or, you know, blamed each other and had a couple days where we're just stuck in the mud, which would not have led us to a victory tonight. Uh, our guys went right back to work. I thought we had some great communication between me and them, them, them themselves, player to player, coach to player, and quite frankly, coach to coaches. Uh, we have to keep learning our team to bring out the best in our group. And I thought some of the things that we really thought about, put into action, and worked on this week, uh, we were able to, uh, to do that in the game. And one of the things is just really believing in Dez, Quincy, and Davion, allowing them to have a little bit more rope. And I think me conveying to somebody like Davion like how much I really believe in him, how important it is that he's the leader and I thought their collective effort, those three guys tonight, was outstanding. And I thought Abu Usman, you know, having a double-double against UC in this game, playing in it for the first time. Uh, that group of four, that's the leadership group on our team. And uh, I think we learned that tonight, but we also learned it by failing, by, by not looking right, not feeling right, not being able to win games. And uh, there's some lessons you can see doesn't oftentimes mean you're going to win the next one. But the path that we've been on uh, really prepared us well to play well in tonight's game. Uh, we, we've not been playing easy teams like we've played. Uh, those of you who followed us really closely, you know, you play St. Mary's in Vegas, Washington in Vegas, at Purdue, Houston at home, Delaware and Oakland. Uh, you start to name those names. Uh, we, we have been in big games already, and, uh, you know, I thought that that helped us tonight. And did, uh, Sean, did that, do you think that helped you the two times they made a run against you, or at you in the second half, the way you guys responded? Why were you able to do that? Was it because of the tests you guys have been through so far? Well, I think the first part is I'm not sure what our guys are doing at halftime, but it, it doesn't work. You know, we, we come out after the half, and uh, it, it, we are an utter disaster. I mean, we, we held them, uh, if you think about it, just generally speaking, you know, they had 12 field goals in the entire first half. You had about six in the first three minutes. You know, it's, it's something, again, that we're not perfect. We have to learn. And, and by the way, UC earned those baskets. It's not like we weren't trying. But we weren't the same connected, hard-playing, supercharged team at the beginning of the second half as we were throughout the first half. But we repaired that. I thought Quincy Oliveri, during some times when it looked like we needed confidence, he really gave us confidence by knocking down some really big, big shots. Uh, but Davion, Quincy, Dez, and Abu, that group, those are our four leaders. Only one of those four have played in a crosstown shootout before. But I thought all four of them were really good in tonight's game. Sean, you keep talking about the four leaders. Quincy was up there before and spoke about a meeting that they had earlier this week where the players spoke about accountability both on and off the court. You hear a lot about players-only meetings and player-led meetings. How much do you think that specific meeting helped tonight's outcome? Yeah, usually when the players meet, it's really terrible. Uh, that meeting's awful, and the reason they had the meeting is even worse. Um, however... We had multiple talks. Uh, we had multiple practices. 
Um, I, I thought, just generally speaking, we had a great approach to this game. Doesn't mean we're going to win, but some of the things that Quincy would have talked about, he put in action. I sensed a difference in our timeouts. I felt differently even in our practices. Not that our practices are bad, but you got to remember, we have nobody who's ever played in the Crosstown shootout except Dez. I mean, we have 10 new players. We're, we're never, ever going to be the best version of this year's team in November and December. You add our schedule onto that, there's a reason that we're 5-5. Five and five. But I do think that our upside is there. I think our best basketball is in our future. And you're right. You win a game like tonight, it's a step in the right direction that hopefully propels us to play better when we play Winthrop on Saturday. You know, that becomes the next challenge. Can you go from this game, have a great week, and be better a week from today? So we'll, we'll keep moving forward, but I'm really proud of our team. You know, coaching's fun when you win and things are easy. It's not quite as fun when you lost three in a row and you're trying to find yourself. And uh, you need a lot of help, staff, support, a team that's willing to go the extra mile and, you know, really proud of, of our guys' approach, work ethic, stick to and really, I think, a belief that our best days are in front of us. That was John Miller's comments after the win. On Saturday against UC 84-79, Xavier goes to 5-5 five and five on the year. UC picks up their first loss on the season, falling to 7-1. As Sean mentioned, finally found his leaders as he talked about and Xavier in that first half never trailed going into the first half of play. Had a lead up to nine at one time, 33-24. But UC went on a 9-3 run as Coach Miller talked about. Xavier started slow in that second half. But after that, Xavier was able to call a timeout, get everything adjusted, and responded by going on a 17-6 run. Led by a big day by Quincy Oliveri, again scoring 27 and leading the Musketeers in the points total. Meanwhile, Xavier gets ready for Winthrop. They'll face them on Saturday night. That will be a 7.30 game inside the Centos Center on FS1. And this is the fifth time in a row Xavier has defeated the UC Bearcats in the Crosstown shootout. And it's the ninth time in a row out of 11 that Xavier has defeated UC and the 13th out of the last 17. So Xavier has really owned the number of the school over in Clifton over the last recent years. We now dive into some Xavier baseball coming up for the 2024 season as the Xavier baseball schedule was released last week. Xavier returns six everyday starters from the roster from last year, a Xavier team that won the 2023 Big East Championship last year, defeated Vanderbilt down in the Vanderbilt region and just came up just short to defeating Oregon to get to the College World Series as Xavier will start the season on February 16th in a three-game series taking on a Clemson team that the Tigers went to won the ACC championship last year, went 44-19 and 20-10 and and in ACC play. And it's going to be a tough matchup, a lot of tough matchups in non-conference play as Xavier will also head to Louisville like they do every year to take on the Louisville Cardinals in a one-game series on February 21st. That's going to be a weekday game against a 31-24 Cardinals team last year. The Louisville Cardinals went 10-20 in ACC play last year, and Xavier's 18-39 all-time against Louisville lost them last year 
in a game that Louisville won 12-8. Xavier will head down to Lipscomb to take on Lipscomb in a three-game series February 23rd to February 25th. In Nashville, Lipscomb team that was also very good last year had a winning record 36-26 and and was 23-7. and And after opening the Ace Sun tournament after a pair of losses, the Bisons won three straight games to claim the lead tournament and went on to the NCAA tournament last year to the Clemson Tigers in a regional down in South Carolina. Xavier will take on Cincinnati three times this season, and the first time will be at home at Hayden Field in a cold game on the west side of campus on February 28th. They'll also take on UC April 2nd and April 17th. Cincinnati will come to Hayden Field. They will also play at Prasco Park at the Joe Nuxall Classic on April 2nd, and they'll wrap up the year April 17th. As I mentioned, this won't be at UC. The Bearcats had a record of 24-33 and last year and 10-14 and in AAC play. Xavier will face them, but UC will now be in the Big 12. After that, Xavier will start March play as they will to go down to Florida to take on Florida Gulf Coast in Flor- Myers, Florida, and a three-game series there. Then they'll take on Louisiana Tech in a three-game series down in Ruston, Louisiana, March 5th and 6th. I mean, just a two-game series there. And then they'll head to LSU to Baton Rouge for a three-game series against LSU and the Tigers, a Tigers team that was mighty impressive last year. 54-17 and record, 19-10 and in SEC play. The Tigers were the fifth national seed in the Baton Rouge Regional, going 3-0. and Sweeping Kentucky in the Baton Rouge Supernet Regional to advance to the College World Series. In the College World Series, the Tigers took on Tennessee and fell to Wake Forest in the opening games. The Tigers won three straight with a win over Tennessee and two wins over Wake Forest, advancing to the best of three College World Series. The Tigers took a win over Florida in Game 1 and the Championship Series and fell in Game 2 before blowing out Florida in Game 3 to become national champions. Xavier also loses... One of their best players from last year, sophomore gonna be junior Justin Lore to the transfer portal, and he is now with the LSU Tigers and will be a member of their team in 2024. Looking ahead after that, Xavier will come back home to Ohio to take on Wright State. They will face Wright State twice on March 12th and March 26th. First time will be at Wright State, a Wright State team that went 39-23 and 23 last year, 22-8 and eight in Horizon League played and got the automatic bid to the NSA tournament. After that, another tough matchup against Indiana State, who also got the automatic bid last year to the NSA tournament, going 45-17 and 17 in Missouri Valley Conference play. Then the Musketeers will be back on the road in the SCC, going down to Knoxville on a game on March 19th in a one-game series, a weekday game against the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee that finished the year last year 42-22, and 16-14 in SEC play. Then Xavier will head back home for the first three-game series of the season inside Hayden Field as they will welcome VCU to the west side of campus, a VCU team that went 25-30 and 30 last year and went 11-10 and 10 in Atlantic 10 play. This will be the first matchup between these two programs. Xavier then will welcome Bowling Green as they'll make the trip south 
for a three-game series on March 28th to March 30th. And the Joe Nuxall Classic on April 2nd and April 9th, the two games that we played over at Prasco Park against Cincinnati, Miami, or Wright State, depending on how the featured matchups go and how that bracket it all sets. Before Xavier finally starts non-conference playing a big matchup in Storrs, Connecticut, against a UConn team that Xavier eliminated to get into the NCAA tournament last year, winning in a best-of-three over at Prasco Park against UConn last year to win the Big East championship. It's going to be a tough Big East. Only eight teams that play college baseball in the Big East, so it's really important to get those early non-conference wins and a Xavier team that, as I mentioned, brings back six of their eight everyday starters from last year needs to find a way to play some good baseball early in those cold months of February and March so you have where you want to be when you start conference play April 5th against the UConn Huskies. Before we get over women's basketball, Xavier did make one change last week also to their coaching staff for baseball. Under head coach Billy O'Connor, they announced the addition of Riley Bertram to the Xavier coaching staff last week. Bertram joins the staff after wrapping up his college career at Clemson in 2023. Bertram played college ball at Clemson, Michigan, and he will be a big addition to the Xavier baseball staff for the years to come. As Xavier gets set, I mentioned one more time their first game as they will take on Clemson to start the year. That will be a three-game series starting February 16th. Now we're going to look over to Xavier women's basketball as the Musketeers had their matchup against UC in the Crosstown shootout on the women's side as the Musketeers faced UC over at Fifth Third Arena this year as the Musketeers came up short in that action, dropping to 0-8 on the season under first-year head coach Billy O'Connor. And it's a women's team that has struggled recently to get enough active players. They had to cancel games. They took on Temple down in Arizona in a tournament out there. They're supposed to play two games against Temple and Arizona State last weekend. The second game of that matchup was canceled due to injuries for Xavier. Then Xavier was supposed to be back home inside the Centos Center last Thursday against Oakland. And because of injuries, they did not have that contest. Both contests were canceled, weren't be a forfeit, so Xavier still was 0-7 on the year going into the matchup against UC on Sunday afternoon, and Xavier in that matchup were topped by the Bearcats. 69-47, Xavier, as I mentioned, never led in the ball game, trailed in the first quarter 17-14. UC outscored them 13-5 in the second quarter. Third quarter, UC also took that one 17-13, and Xavier was outscored 22-15 in the fourth, losing 69-47. Xavier in that action with the loss, drops to 0-8. Bearcats are 5-3. Xavier was led by Kasia Woods in that ball game with 11 points and knocked down a couple big threes. The guard also added one rebound and one assist and one block. Xavier also got 10 out of Nyla Blackford, as she went 4-for-5 from the field and also had a team-high five rebounds. And Taylor Purvis had, went 4-for-7 for the field, adding eight points for the Musketeers. Xavier 
we back inside the Centos Center as they will welcome SIUE on Friday for a tip slated for 7 o'clock back at home as they will try to get their first win of the season. Xavier, as I mentioned on the last podcast, has struggled under Melody Moore her four years here, and it's been a slow start upcoming since the offseason trying to get the players adjusted into the new system with a new coach in Billy Chambers and Right now, Xavier just trying to find a way to get a win and has a chance in a non-conference game on Friday. We'll take a look at the Xavier schedule coming up. And as I mentioned, Xavier had to cancel two games. And you might be wondering, how many players do you need to be able to not cancel a game? Xavier was down to seven players for those two games. And they needed eight to be able to have an active roster to go against Arizona State and against Oakland. And because so, they weren't able to, and they had to cancel those two games. Xavier, look at the schedule real fast with some games upcoming as they will, as I mentioned, finish up non-conference play this Friday inside the Centos Center against SIUE at 7 o'clock for they welcome DePaul as the Blue Demons will start conference play it will be a noon game. Remember, I'll say that one more time. A noon game next Wednesday inside the Centos. And if you're trying to make your way out for the first conference game of the year for the women's team, before they go on the road to Villanova to finish out the 2023 year, that will be on December 30th, a 2 o'clock game next Saturday against the Wildcats in Philadelphia. Finally, Xavier will get back home I mean, they actually be on the road January 6th against Marquette before they make their way back home on January 9th against St. John's inside the Centos Center for that action at 7 o'clock. So Xavier looking for wins, looking to get players back healthy, and right now it's been a struggle for the women's team, but some promising to look for, things to look forward to as they get into conference play and trying to pick up a win before they do so in their final non-conference game on Friday night. Want to get over some news now that relates to the women's soccer team and this is some big news that was passed along last week and a departure from the women's soccer team at the highest position and as the head coaching position for the Musketeers as Nate Lye announces he will step away from Xavier and take a job with the University of Kansas and leading that program there Lye and his seven seasons at Xavier posted a record of 82 wins, 37 losses, and 19 draws, and led to the Musketeers into the Big East regular season titles in four appearances into the NCAA tournament, picking up the program's first two NCAA tournament wins along the way. A national search will go on for the Xavier New head coach for the women's side as Via announced through the Xavier website, and Katie Edelman, the assistant head coach, will hold the intern position as of right now. That's going to wrap it up for Xavier Athletics this week. A lot going on. Make your way out to the Centos Center, as I mentioned, a game for the men on Friday and the men back at home 7.30 on Saturday. Tickets are available for both, so come on, make your way out. Also get out for Xavier Baseball game this year as the schedule has been released. You can check all that out on the Xavier website at XavierAthletics.com. 
And finally, also I want to dive into the Bengals just for a minute here. The Bengals, after losing to a game I went down to see at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers three weeks ago, pick up a win on Monday night against the Jaguars in Jacksonville and get a win and a dominant, dominating one it was against the Indianapolis Colts with the backup quarterback and Jake Browning, who stepped up and been very good of late. Bengals back over 500 are rolling of late. They're 7-6 and six on the season and looking to win their third straight on Saturday at 1 o'clock game against Minnesota Vikings, and that's going to be fun to see down there at Paycor Stadium and the Bengals. I mean, what can you say? Defense is playing well. Offense is playing well. Jake Browning stepped in. He's not really turned the ball over. He's been the guy you wanted to see and hoping for a win for the Bengals coming up on Saturday. We want to appreciate everybody listening again this week as this is going to do it for our final show for this semester. We're going to take a little break for the holiday season. Everybody has a very good holiday season. Spend some time with the family. Don't much time you're going to get, so get on home. I hope I had a good semester here at Xavier and safe travels wherever you're going. So, so long from now. We'll talk to you later on, and take care, and see you next time.